talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! <laughs> Welcome to Flower State of Fear with my guest this week, Sheree from Nightmare on Fierce Street. How are you? How are you today? Doing okay. I had a great day of laying around, feeling gross, but watching horror movies, which makes it better. You watch anything good? Oh my god! I watched Death Drop Gorgeous, and I watched Through the Looking Glass Darkly. I believe is how I say those. They were both at Soho Horror Fest. Okay. And we couldn't attend because I was moving. Um, and so they were generous enough to let us see some of the stuff even outside of the window. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. I can't wait to check those movies out when um, just based off of your, if they're your recommendation when they come yeah. through. But um, yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I think it was, what did I say? This is our fourth, fifth episode of Flyer State of Fear. Really appreciate it um you know i this is our first time meeting for the guests and but instantly hit it off and we followed each other on twitter for a bit and always said good banter so i wanted i heard you uh i read you tweeting about the conjuring um and i was like i got to ask her to come on for this it's a little different from the previous episodes we have but um tell me a little about so today we'll be talking about the conjuring and adjacent to conjuring universe which still is a weird sentence that if there's a conjuring universe, you know? We do a lot um, of things because we can and not because we should. No, it, <laughs> it, um, yeah. So I do want to ask before I get into it, you know, what, what's your horror background or what got you into it and kind of uh, just a little like origin sure. story of Sheree's horrorness. Awesome. So I was number six of eight kids. Um, I had five older brothers (laughs) and the youngest of that group is 11 years older than me and they could watch horror movies and I couldn't as a kid. (laughs) And I, I'm a Gemini and you can't say I can't do something, especially because like I learned about sexism very early. So I was like, (laughs) can they watch it because they're dudes? Can they watch it because they're older? What's the problem your mom? And so finally I, (laughs) I wore her down and she was kind of like, you can watch them but don't have nightmares to come crying to me about it and so I would watch them and I'd have tea parties at Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers oh you mean <laughs> yeah. Freddy Krueger and oh my god but yes and Michael Myers those are my two favorite those are my, <laughs> my favorite friends as a child <laughs> Freddy's Freddy's my guy um yeah no so uh, that's awesome I mean I totally get that I, I was the I just have an older brother I was the youngest and I was afraid of everything. I still <laughs> I get scared of these things and I'll talk about with the conjuring a bit. But I understand that though. Uh, but then you just do it and you love it. So you, it's complete. Yeah. You, like you said, it was just because you, you're the youngest and you were a girl combination. It was like, you're not going to handle it. And I, it's like, it's like, don't assume it, right? At least like you experience it. And if you don't like it, you're like, okay, I can't handle it. But now like, I get it. 
I used to, I didn't understand how wild it was that when I got older, like maybe eight or nine, that they were coming to me for horror recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When the, like the insight happened for myself, like 10, nine. It's something around there. You stop going, oh, it's horror. And stop and start going, oh, this is actually good. I like this. Even if that changes in a couple (laughs) years, you're like. For me, oh, sorry. (laughs) For, For me, it was like okay you know you're over like Chucky's not scary anymore and this and that and then we saw Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead in theaters we were about 12 11 and I thought it was hysterical that was really funny and good and then I was completely kicked in the teeth when I go well all horror movies are like this and I rented House of a Thousand Corpses on on demand and I was like well that no and you know it's if screwed me in the sense of well okay there's lanes there's so many lanes <laughs> <laughs> there's so many anyway and so this the one lane we're going to talk about today oh uh, anything i'm sorry anything else you want to add on to uh, yourself I, w- I was just gonna say i love that you brought up chucky because i was so young when i was watching the child's play movies that i couldn't say freckles yes so i would say fuckles and people would laugh <laughs> Because I'm yeah, a child watching horror movies and I can't say freckles. And you're, oh. you're saying fuckles. That is. He has freckles. And they're just cute. like, ha <laughs> That's, that's, but yeah, that. Oh, he was, ter- he was terrifying until like, you just realize they're just really good movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been really... slowly rewatching the originals because they're up on places and mm. I just finished three and I was like, these are quality. I watched three yesterday, actually, when my like just laying around state, I think it's on Netflix now, but two, I think is just a complete tangent is the most tight, one of the more tight horror movies ever made. And you know, it, it's a little more just thriller ish. Right. Yeah. But it's like 80 minutes and there's not a wasted minute. And I don't feel like I was robbed of a, a movie. Anyway, this isn't that podcast, but Child's Plays are great, so enjoy the rewatch. Thank you. So, okay, so today we're talking about 2013's The Conjuring. Uh, have you seen, it's got right here. <laughs> seen, didn't, it's James Wan's The Conjuring, James Wan of Saw and Insidious, and you kind of say James Wan ush, helped usher in our modern day horror aesthetic. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. You, did you see The Conjuring in theaters? Or no, I I missed all of The Conjuring until last year for the mm. podcast. We did the first one for Halloween. Okay. And I was like, that's too spooky. I'm going to have to pause. Yeah. <laughs> and so this year I was like, they're all on HBO Max. I'm going to go for it so I can get caught up before this new one comes out because I'm going to see that, obviously. Yeah. And so I binged them, which is when you were like, hey, you're watching all of these. I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah, that's why I saw it. I thought it was a first time. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. So a little background about like 2013 and um, you had Insidious already come out. And then this movie, The Conjuring, comes out in the summer. And I remember this very vividly. This movie has an impact on me pretty well. And it's it's weird because it's joked about today as being like big budget horror when there's so many small budgets. But it really was just a middle budget movie that we used to get in the 90s. It was a $20 million movie mm-hmm. that then went to gross hundreds of million dollars. And that used to happen all the time. And that's something as 
uh, just a movie nerd, I want to come back. I want the $20 million movie to come back, the 15. Anyway, so that was The Conjuring when it came out. And uh, real quick, the, the synopsis is, it's about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, they're demonologists, they're famous, and it's about the case that was never written about. Uh, and it's about this parent family, a family of like six, was it like six daughters, a mother, yeah. father, and they buy a house and some extreme hauntings go on and the Warrens investigate. That is as bare as I could say, we will have spoilers if you've listened to me. You'll have some spoil. It's this is just a conversation, and um, that's really what we. That's what really what we're working with. Um, yeah. And our leads are uh, Veer Farmiga, uh, Patrick Wilson, um, Lily Taylor, and Lily Taylor. I always want to say Lily Tomlin, but it's Lily Taylor. Same, Same. two completely <laughs> different people, but equally cool. important. <laughs> and and. Uh, and uh ron from uh ron livingston but office space yeah like right like you'll always be office space <laughs> literally it was like it's lily taylor in office space i mean <laughs> so um and then the only kid that i'm gonna stand out because i'm gonna forget all of their who they are really is uh joey young joey king who's fantastic today yeah um she's a really good actress um and i think she does the most in this movie so what were your, I guess, thoughts and like, let's just go through it. Like, cause we, it starts off weird. It starts off with a little short story of Annabelle and yeah. Yeah. This, so this is where they established their formula of giving you basically two movies and a sneak peek at something else they're going to throw in here later on. There's three in this. I watched yeah. this time. So my, my thought of it watching this time and, um, I've seen it a few times since since the theaters, um, and I never realized. And maybe I'm just dumb. Uh, this is like if Quentin Tarantino decided to make a horror movie. He just James Wan just in in the sense of he just borrowed from every single movie, and it works. I don't want to say the movie doesn't work. This is yeah. the this movie works. It's very good. It works, and he also understands pacing, which is something a lot of horror directors don't unfortunately i watch a lot of horror movies and i, yes. I know how that sounds no <laughs> um, no no yeah, them... welcome to the welcome to this podcast <laughs> where we're going to talk yeah. about horror movies so you're, yeah. you're a good company no they uh, so i feel like sometimes they forget pacing because they're luxuriating and what they think is creating ambiance like if you look at conjuring three as opposed to any other ones that james wan does direct it's a completely different movie and it's slower and that's part of what hurts it is because he's like we need to get to the next bit we need to keep driving mm-hmm. and a lot of directors forget that sometimes because they're like this is really cool i want to play with this more um so yeah i i'm definitely a fan of james wan's horror work i know oh, he yeah. does things outside of the horror world oh <laughs> uh, aquaman and fast and the furious and you're like oh okay yeah, get that paycheck I- I'm sure those are also very well paced. Um, they're just not I think he has the best Fast and Furious movie, but at the same time, I could be wrong because I don't remember. I see them and then I forget about them. My <laughs> sister had a crush on Vin Diesel, so I saw the first two when we were kids. But after that, I was no longer mm. with somebody who had a crush on Vin Diesel. So <laughs> my my wife and I are big fans of the podcast How Did This Get Made, and they cover all of them. So we, you know, they're they're events to make fun of but enjoy i haven't seen the new one um yeah. but yeah so james wan directed one of those movies i think he directed actually 
like I said, the guy's smart because he directed them. And I think he does like the thing where if he puts his name on something, then he becomes a producer on anything yeah. for the rest of them. Yeah. Because his name appears on everything in this franchise, even though I'm sure oh, <laughs> if he were checked it, in, he would not want it on there. And <laughs> that's, that's the, uh, so I'll go through that franchise because I do think they're interesting, but I do think you and I could get through almost every other movie besides his first one with like three minutes. <laughs> yeah yeah because it's um, mostly like how did this happen how did this get made <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. yeah so um so yeah you have the the warrens and they move in and i do you mentioned pacing and that's so important because all a lot of horror movies and some i say are fantastic uh you know they, they think they're a slow burn and the slow burn hurts it so like recently I discovered that with um house of the devil ty west house of the devil which is a movie oh i i do think it's fantastic it's definitely clearly a student movie it's a you have a really young um god who's little women woman who directed little women um oh oh. uh, i know her name she's in it she's not like she's not your final girl anyway i bring it up we covered on flyover and i was like it's great it's slow burn to a fault because it's a student movie. It's like The Conjuring in the sense where it's being shot like it's the 1970s. Mm. But I, I definitely would give it a watch. But yeah. it, it, if you asked me two years ago, I'd like be screaming about it. But since watching, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's it's movie. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to The Conjuring. So you introduce them. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren um, in the real lives are just... Uh, pieces of shit i i mean i think they are uh with everything i've read about them they're just con artists i have heard and read so many conflicting reports that i i don't even know what sure. which i think is another draw to this franchise because you're like however much of it is real or however much of it is not real <laughs> well, that's the fun that's funny too like we want like i was reading the, the trivia and it's like um Andrea Perrin, the Lily Tomlin, uh, Taylor. Like, Taylor shit, I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> Lily Taylor, she, um, the woman who she's playing, Andrea Perrin, and then same with um, Lorraine Warren visit the set, and they both said, oh, it's it's really accurate. And then you ask anyone else involved with the first movie, and they're like, it's 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 not accurate. I mean, I'm jumping around here. The most it was one of the few notes I did have from research is the Warrens got kicked out. They get kicked out of the house. Damn. Um, I believe uh, the father, Rod, Rod, yeah, Roger, punched Ed in the face after doing, you know, some sort of exorcism type thing and, like, just be like, what are you doing to my wife? Damn. So there's, all, you're right, there are conflicting things. So I, I can't, I was being a bit tongue-in-cheek saying they're pieces of shit. I, I don't know that if they really are, but. Yeah. I know, like, they're, like, I think what's weird about the movies, too, and listen, I'm not really even talking about the movies, so I'm, I'm, um, is, is, like, you read about, I remember reading about it, and, and this is their business and all, but the movies make, they're, like, religious movies without telling you they're religious movies, and it's. That's the gross part. Yeah, and the real Warrens, I'm sure, were, but at the same time, like, Ed Warrens, I think he, I think they were in a pulp. Poly- polygamous relationship mm-hmm. and i think he had like 
a live-in girlfriend, which is no problem. You do you. But the movies make it like, hey, they're just these good two people. They look Mm -hmm. like supermodels. I mean, I mean, you you cast uh, you cast Patrick um, and Vera, Patrick and Vera, and like, yeah, I'm gonna buy a ticket on the two of them alone. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's Hollywoodized. And I don't think, yeah. but I, I do think we should, uh, I, I, there's part of me that wishes we just had like, uh, you know, fake, like the almost like, here's some, the superhero team. <laughs> you know, here are the, here's the team and they're loosely based off of this. They're not these people lives. Especially because we we start off and we're using like source material again. I don't know how much is what and how much isn't because I I mean I was a kid and I know about Amityville and I know that there was a book in my mother's like bookcase I never actually read and it was a a true story. But like I Um, (laughs) I think that these movies, in addition to them being like super religiously pushy in a way, yeah, they're they're (laughs) Um, they're gonna look gross religiously pushy. They're they're good, but. It's, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, I, so that's my <laughs> rant on the Warrens. I don't know much, but I just know they're, they're more con arty than not. Um, yeah, which I, I think- feel, I feel like that's, that is definitely also not helped by Hollywood, whatever did or did not happen and whatever people choose to believe the Hollywood gloss does not help that because Hollywood's very much like, let us make some shit up. And it's oh, going to be yeah. a story now. And so for all we know, Lorraine's journal is giving us like what actually happened. And it was like, it was a weird house. Some shit went down. And then That's... Hollywood's like, and there's a nun now. <laughs> and it's like, no, just, just give us what she said so we can so evaluate. That... That's what I, I found funny on this critical watcher. Like there's a nun now. It, it's like, because it is truly the, uh, my wife's friend, I remember read the book that the house is based on that, um, Andrea Parent, or no, her daughter wrote like Lighthouse, Dark House, I think it's called. Yeah. And it, I mean, the events take place over a decade. Yeah. And that's cool. That's fine with me. I understand you have to condense a story. I got a good horror movie out of it. I, I'm, I could separate fact to fiction to whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to see the, you know, true story of, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Bill Clinton or, or whatever, I'm just naming a historical yeah. figure going, well, that was complete bullshit. <laughs> right. But like, um, so, you know, they, I'm just going to kind of move through it in the sense of the, the Annabelle scares in the beginning happen. I think they're scary. Um, or were you familiar with the original Annabelle, what the old, the actual Annabelle doll looks like? I didn't know it was Raggedy Ann. And also because I don't do research, I want to go into stuff without knowing anything because sure. I'm a ruiner. Sure. I went into this thinking that this conjuring, it was going to be them and Annabelle. So I was like, what's oh, the yeah? going to do? And then they were like, we're done with that part to the actual movies. And I was like, wait, I, what? Who, where'd she I go? Actually, <laughs> I actually love that as a short though in the beginning. And the only reason why it looks like that, because Raggedy Ann is scarier. I'm sorry. Raggedy yeah. don't, is because James Wan is is creepy puppet. Yeah. So here's why he he need it's his thing. It's his calling card. That's great. That's our second movie. Yeah. Um and then we uh you know we get through weird things start happening. Uh by weird I mean they move in, the kids kind of hear some stuff, the mom's feeling uh office space is just running around. Uh I 
and he's doing nothing. I, I mean, like he's just being dad. Your horror movies dads are worthless. That's just yeah. the job. When he's you sign on, you're bad dad. He's just dad. He's yeah. And um, uh, and then the most shocking thing of it all is it's actually the only death in the movie is the dog dies. But it's a movie where what I found crazy is it's a movie where people don't say oh, that's a movie where the dog dies. That's something you always notice if a dog dies in a movie. Like some go, oh, you know, I recommend X, but the dog dies. Yeah, no, it, and it's because so much is happening, and so we're like, oh, the woman leaped off of her with a dresser, or oh, the woman wasn't talking about how she got these bruises, and we're like, oh yeah, but the dog. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is, so again, the only death in a horror movie. Normally, I'm like, you can't call this a horror movie if nobody dies, and I'm like, uh... <laughs> this movie. <laughs> also has an R rating and it's only because of scares. There's no cursing. There's no gore. I mean, little gore, but no, you know, nothing wild. Which is kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I, uh, I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ness of that, right? Like, this Chainsaw Massacre, you don't see anything, you don't hear anything, and then it got banned from countries in the 70s. Listen. <laughs> Right, the 70s like, were there to ban. Um, that was their brand. It's <laughs> <laughs> like ban it. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so I do want to add because I did listen to your one podcast, and uh, I know you you touch a lot. Um, you know, as a person like feminism and those issues and things. And I did want to ask you though is so this was a mo- movie written by men, and mm-hmm. it's majority of fe- women. And I just would love to hear your take on that because I definitely from yeah. listening to what you've spoken in the past come with such a different perspective than myself would go yeah they were phenomenal like that's <laughs> they they've cast amazing women in this first conjuring like it gets mm. a little bit dicey going in some of the like i spin-offs. agree but like this one you have lily and you have vera and this is going to be a battle so like make anything sound amazing mm-hmm. um i do feel like i sometimes do feel like they make lorraine not to be the saint <laughs> and that makes me a little bit uncomfortable but again i don't know the real lorraine so maybe it's how she has herself perceived but she's very much like i'm going to remain quiet and we're a team and we're i never have a bad thought i've never had sex in a car i've never had a drink and i'm just like (laughs) you've lived woman you've seen shit i know (laughs) you're going home and you're medicating um (laughs) lorraine yeah she's angelic right that's what they make her she's she's which is that trope again and say i mean and so is um so is patrick wilson right he's i mean god let's be he's fixing a goddamn car in this movie like he's like he's like johnny america Mm -hmm. they have put them into those outdated gender stereotypes where she is the quiet forgiving um, medium who can see the things and he's the muscle he's gonna run in and punch the ghost and then Mm -hmm. it's gonna like exercise the girl because he's watched it twice he can do this um the moments the moments that they slow things down in the second one so she can plead with him to wait for her and he's like i have to go save her it's my thing especially when the stakes are so low because we know he does not die because of this nun that they're trying to make a thing out of the one thing with the movies too so thank you for that i that that makes complete sense and the one thing with these movies is i'm just gonna go through kind of all because there you could bunch them in together yeah. is like that is the first one they kind of do it where it's like this is going on because you really could cut out 
um, you know, the first one really is just a haunted house movie. Yeah. And we're introducing, uh, uh, you know, the medium from Poltergeist, right? Yes. Like, and her team. And they just said, you know, let's make a movie around them and the family. And we'll cut it in two hours. You don't need that. It works. But then you have the thing with Annabelle going on. And then, like, it, in the first movie, it gets a little, when you start thinking about it, it's a little goofy that, like, this demon's so powerful that it's getting her kid at home and, like, possessing the Reigns whole, like, business. And I'm like, but you brought up Berlaine being angelic. And I didn't like the third one. I, I couldn't get into it. I thought it was pretty bad. I remember the second one being okay. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And, but by the third one, Lorraine is just a superhero. It reminded me of an X-Men movie because she'd like walk into a scene. She's like, I got it. Like, She's way in the woods. Like, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> the third one, I feel like the third one opened with that thing that they want to give you that teaser always. And it mm -hmm. opened with a movie that was ending that I'd rather see than what we actually got. Yeah. And I was like, where's that movie? I don't want to see Ed figure out how to use heart pills and walk around on a cane, especially when it's like Patrick Wilson. You, I, I don't know who got the note in this like production team of, hey, we cast two Greek gods to play these people and people well, have issues with that on Twitter. Well, give her a cardigan, with, give him a cane. <laughs> that's the same thing with Vera. You give her the, the yeah. bouffant Lorraine has yeah. and I'm like, Vera, you, you look good in anything, but you don't need the bouffant. You you've made your choice at this point. We are like 19 movies deep. Just go ahead and be like, we cast three gods. People are pissed. We're moved on. Yeah. Don't be like, here's your they're, card again. Slow down. Characters at this point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I mean, in the second. Um. So anyway, uh, I did. I don't think I mentioned. So I this movie I, I saw in theaters before I. I moved into my creepy college, uh, senior year of college apartment and. I guess it had been theaters for quite a time because I would have been in August, but I literally the next day went and no one was there. And it's, it scared the hell out of me. I mean, like I was scared in the theaters when I saw this and um, it's a, it, it's a scary movie. And mm -hmm. I'm going to just tell you my thing. What's one of the scariest parts thing in any movie is in this movie. And I think cause it's relatable. You're you, you had brothers and sisters or yeah. just bro brothers and sisters yeah. And and it's relatable and it's the bedroom scene, almost your first big scare, and it's her just saying, there, there, it's something there. It's like, what's that? And uh, it creeps me out to this day because the pacing of the scene, you don't get the reveal, and it's not really even a jump scare when you see it. It's just a flash. You see the Shiva, like, on this dresser, and then it's gone. And yeah. terrifying. That is when they're at their best, um, when they are fucking with us in that way. Like, that mm -hmm. is always the scariest. I don't need the CGI. The CGI makes me laugh. Like, I... Yeah. The Cricket Man sounds awesome on paper, oh. but <laughs> watching it, I was giggling a little bit. That's why the first one, I think, is a phenomenal horror movie. Also, mm -hmm. uh, failed to mention, this movie starts off with my favorite, or top three favorite title cards with the, the big font and conjuring um yeah. no the the first one minimal cgi you get the cgi of her like burning coming out of the house and then like but the second one so you're telling me in the second one we're, we're setting up you were trying to throw in like two prequels 
we're trying to still milk that that annabelle tea yeah. then we're then we're then we're uh setting up the crooked man then we're setting up the nun and then you're trying to tell me the move then you're almost setting up amityville yeah and but it's people... like cut crooked man out or it could be creepy as a story you don't need every, to see it every time i tease amityville i'm just like stop because it's had two different runs it, it was starting over ryan reynolds not that long ago and like they're always coming to it or going to it and i'm just like stop teasing it and do it or stop talking about it because there, you have 19 movies here already be in these 19 my prediction i'm just making this on the fly It'll be an HBO Max miniseries called The Conjuring Presents Amityville Horror. Probably. Because Probably. Universal, I think this was a lawsuit. I've, I've like over the years done a decent amount of reading on this like stuff. The Warrens are, I think, sued Universal after because they bought the rights to their book. So they own every story in their book. Damn. Yeah, something like that. Like it's some, it could be completely off. So someone's listening, tell me, but like, I think there was a big lawsuit based on that. That makes sense. And, you know, I mean, Amityville's not their story, but they were a part of it. You could tell that lane. I don't even want to hear the Amityville. And even the second movie, it's well documented. The Warren showed up and left after two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why part of the reason why they're not in the originals. Um, <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds is Rain Brown shirtless with no Ed Warren inside. Mm -hmm. and oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about Amityville. I'm talking about the actual case that they're that the based around. Oh, the one in England. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the England. It's conjuring. Conjuring goes to England is uh is like they're there for like a week or something like that, and they're like, see ya. That scans because I feel like whenever they wander away from the source material, things get very melodramatic. Oh. Uh, Oh, the love. I mean, everything. The first movie, okay, based around love or blah blah. It's mm. not heavy. It, it's not heavy, right? I do think there's some nuance in that first movie. I, the first I like one it. Is, I, I will. I will die on the hill for the first one being a good. Yeah, movie, I, I, though, I think it's a. Yeah. Um, and then the second one is a little more, and then the third one, and the only of the spinoffs that I know where is good. I've only seen the spinoffs all through once, except the. Uh, I think the last Annabelle. I didn't see, but but the second Annabelle, which is yes, comes that's home, a good one. phenomenal. Wait. Yeah, that's the one at the house. With yeah, the, orf the orphanage. Yeah, that's the one. That's the good. Yeah, yeah. That's the good one. That's um. I think that's creation, like, though. Yeah. See, <laughs> but there's one good one. Yeah. The nun was trash. Anthony Lapaglia and um, oh Otto Miranda Otto. Because mm. they appeared, and I was like, what? Are we getting quality <laughs> actors in Annabelle who we might not just randomly throw off a balcony? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because yeah. they, I think, but I think it's also directed by, like, Mike Flanagan or something like that, too. Oh, it was not Mike. I forgot who it I was. Gotta, it's not Mike Flanagan, but it's it's one of those. Uh, Let's see. Annabelle. Oh, I, oh. I just watched it two days ago. It's the sad part. That would have been a cool note to take. I think the uh, Conjuring's though this whole universe. You're you're right. It's creation, by the way. Would be bad. We're talking about good directors. Would be better if they just gave them to like good. Like here's a here's an up and coming director, almost like the VHS series, right? Like yeah. Make make here's some here's some source material, but here's three rules. You got to mention God. 
you mm-hmm. you got it. They got they, they got to be in love at the end, and uh, but but creepy stuff could happen in between. If you're working the daughter, bonus points. Um- <laughs> so let me ask you though, because you watch so many horror movies. Oh, David F. Sandberg, Lights oh, Out. Thank you. Let let me ask you. So, because uh, um, you watch so many horror movies, I know this is the one lane of horror movie. Like I can't watch like at night. Like my wife won't watch horror movies with me, but like I find my time to watch them. But I could watch. We were talking earlier. Your Chuck, your slashes, yeah. right? I could watch them. I'll watch them tonight. Whatever. They're not going to bother me nine times out of ten. But um, and and some thrillers. But the paranormal, religious paranormal, and I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised Catholic, but I'm not religious. They unnerve me. Like, if I have a kid ever, I'll get it baptized just yeah. so I don't have to deal with an exorcism one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to, like, make sure you're, like, playing all the odds. Um, I, I am the same way. Like, one of the things I find truly terrifying is when we start adding religion into a film that are children. So the fact that The Conjuring always happens to a family with 18 children, so I can keep track of all of them. Yeah, you, you said you had so many kids, too, and yeah. you grew up with. And I'm like, oh, wow, it must really more. Because one, you know, one of the first notes is, stop having kids. To the, to listen, the parents. <laughs> listen, like uh, uh, clearly these demons only find you after your fifth kid. Yeah. So just like <laughs> stop um, doing what you're doing. <laughs> and you'll be fine. But no, like, like they I, get to that they get to that house and they're it's a terrifying house, and they're like, let's christen it, christening it. I'm like, yeah. this house it, it, it's beyond christening. Um, I, <laughs> I I think that a lot of us have that like weird relationship to horror movies that deal with religion because no matter where we are today spiritually or lack of spirituality, odds are we were raised with someone who had a strong opinion sure. one way or the other. And so like, it, it, I don't know. It's, I think it's just like the imagery of things. Like I, I am not a super religious person, but like also I can't see things staying on a Bible that upsets me. And I have to be like, let's remove that. And I don't know why. I don't know. If, um, like, <laughs> well, I, I think also like it's a lot of things of, uh, I know what scares me the most in horror movies is, you know, being uh, not in on the joke, right? And a lot of those religious horror movies, even The Conjuring, it's yeah. you're not in on the joke. And I think, like, like if you, I know I have anxiety, if you have anxiety, like it taps even further in because it's such an unknown. Yeah. And no, that's the. Fr- I just. I really want to. When whoever's listening, I really am just referencing the first movie I'm talking about. How terrifying it is because. Um, like I said, I, I had a real experience when I saw it in theaters. I I don't know why. I, I am not lying. I was crying during the, like, tearing during the exorcism exorcism scene at the end. Um, it got to me. I don't know what it was. It got to me. And I was like, that, that's why I walked away. I was like, that was a great move. It's because they're pulling in all of our, like, baggage and feelings and emotions that we mm-hmm. don't even know we still have regarding <laughs> how many times we went to church or had to go to Easter Sunday as children. Sure. And that's how these movies get at us. So, like, Whoa. we're being grifted a little bit emotionally. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Isn't that every movie? We're, yeah. uh, but wow, like, that, like, towards the end, and, and if I've skipped anything you want to talk about through the movie, please let me know. But there are last, like, 20 minutes or so of the movie, it, then, then it just becomes a haunted house, I think, in the best way. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you have your poltergeist crew, they're experiencing shit um everyone's kind of starting to experience things and they're just ramping it up and i i liked it and it didn't um 
this time it reminded me of during the possession scene when she's in the floorboard and that's when i tweeted at you what it, i was actually gonna say lorraine warren's a dummy but i just said the warrens <laughs> because when she fell right through and i'm like that's just obvious you don't walk back there oh. that's just bad flooring she'd break her leg but <laughs> hollywood um but when she was in the floorboard you know what it reminded me of the exorcism in the jail cell in exorcist three i just I've came never, out of it today yeah i've not seen it um oh, I, oh. yeah oh, going it doesn't to, happen like that it's just yeah. shot very like that way yeah, going back to religious trauma, I've not actually done the original exorcism. I've seen knockoffs and things that want to be exorcism, okay. but I haven't done the so, original. I'm going to have to because it's time. So but, the first movie uh, I think is terrifying and feels haunted. Like, it's a movie that feels haunted. I don't know, maybe I'm corny. The second movie I think is a joke. I've never seen it. The third movie literally shouldn't be called The Exorcism. It's like a, a Law and Order episode. Oh. That has like, but if it's phenomenal, and I mean that in the best way, a Law and Order episode, like okay. it has maybe the scariest six-minute scene of talk about good pacing. That's all I'll say. Nice. But I don't. I only seen the, the one and three. Three's very good. Um. So yeah, but what any other um uh? Because I I I mean like. I mean, I'm not an Academy member, but I would have given Lily uh, Taylor. Yeah, no, the, I would have given her an Oscar nomination for this because she is yeah. she owns the movie. And mm. for I'm sorry for 2013 today yeah. for you to say Lily Taylor, who is also very good looking, right? Like she's like yeah. she's very pretty. To give her as the lead, though, of your horror movie and say, this is your, like, they put her on the cover. They didn't yeah. put the... No, she was in her, she, like, mid-40s when she did yeah, this. Yeah, that's she's my... Like, like, early 50s now, yeah. Like, and, and that's my point, kind of bringing that up, is she's she's your base of the movie, and she's yeah. tremendous. She's so good, I remember seeing it going, Office Space was being a bad actor. Like, he's the only yeah. one that's wooden. Like, he's... Yeah. Because she's... Lily has had a career spanning so many random horror movies that didn't deserve her. Mm -hmm. um, and she finally got this one. And I was like, oh my God, this is good. And you're good. And so it's working for you as opposed to you trying to say something you should have never signed on for. So um, I, feel like I, I just remember her always from, like, Mystic Pizza. So it's like... <laughs> the Haunting with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, she is in that. She, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that... Was it Owen Wilson? Yeah, it was Owen Wilson. Yeah, it's Owen well. Wilson. It was yeah. Owen Wilson. And I was like, Lily, why why are you here? <laughs> oh, that, as a that's child. A bad movie. It was like, I remember that it was like back to back rented at my house with 13 ghosts. I think they came out at the same time. That's a double feature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like I think they had them in the same blockbuster stack. Uh so <laughs> she I just want to shout out to her yeah. she's truly phenomenal in it um she is one of she's one of a handful of leading actors in a horror movie this last decade that should have gotten nominated for something and was ignored yeah um, she's right yeah. there with uh you know the big one tony collette that's Hereditary. the, that's the I, one you ever <laughs> every day she does not get an award for that <laughs> the day that is violence she, you, I know, don't understand. you know she's gonna get her like makeup award when she's like 75 and does some weird like holocaust picture 
it, it'll be for something <laughs> random, like Ronnie Michelle's saying, like, like 90th reunion. And yeah. then I'll be like, really? She did it'll this be because like, a friend asked her to. <laughs> it'll be like like Bella Streep getting nominated for like Ricky and the Flash or something like that. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so but yeah, any anything you really want to bring up about the first movie and the rest of the franchises were uh I would not be me if I did not bring up that this franchise has a problem with people of color. Um, sure. Yeah, no, when, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm just we, thinking because I'm trying to think of one. We have two in the first movie. First one, one is there's the black the, reporter. The guy at the end. <laughs> yeah. And that, and obviously, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not, but please go off on it because i uh always Um, there's probably a way there's probably a way to bring in people of color without without being like heavy-handed of like see we did this let's have characters listen uh so again i've watched all of these pretty much back to back and so Mm -hmm. i was like it's gonna get better right because like 2013 was nine years ago and they're like no um so you leave this and you're like okay i saw two people of color maybe all of a minute of screen time between the two of them. Not great, but better than most, unfortunately, because it's Hollywood. And then we get to Annabelle, and I see Alfred Woodard. I'm like, oh my God, it's Alfred. Oh my God, it's Alfred Woodard. What's going to happen? <laughs> and so, like, of course, they put her in the role of she has to sacrifice herself for this family who she just yeah, met I, yesterday. Of <laughs> course, of course. Yeah. She couldn't be one of the girls. No, and never, never. Um, yeah. And like, it just, it keeps going and it keeps going to the point of even in the new film that just came out, The New Conjuring, we have, I think it was all of two Black people and they play cops so you could get rid of them immediately. That's yeah. a new thing they've been doing, making the Black people cops with sure. two lines. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, it was, thank you, I do, you know, thank you for bringing it, like bringing that up and, because I, I wouldn't know, I, I personally, I truly wouldn't, I wouldn't notice I just go that was a good movie but you could add there's no all there's so many avenues to add characters in these movies and they they add so many characters in these movies it's not like it's a it's not like it's a like we're watching some like um you know a character study of one person and it's yeah. robert de niro and taxi driver and you're gonna run into five people through this movie i'm just you know yeah it's not you have a family. The first movie, you have a lot of characters. The second movie, you have even more characters. The third movie, it's like six movies in one. And then all your spinoffs. Yeah. Even in like La Llorona, which... The fact yeah. that the fact that they did that and they were like, we still have to make sure we center white people only. I was but, like, of all the issues with your movie, this is the one that's going to stand out. And you have many issues within this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda Cardinelli being wasted is one of them. <laughs> But also shouldn't have been there because again, you no. you can't you can't commandeer someone's culture and also be like, well, we need to keep it white because well, that could be a um, uh, you know, that could have been a really like nice, just like Hispanic film that you implore Hispanic actors and you don't need white people in it. Yeah. At all. You were making La Llorona. Well, that was taking place in... Yeah. Was it, was that Spain, that one? I, I think originally it was supposed to... The, oh, I'm thinking... I'm that, mixing it up with the Shutter movie. I'm thinking The Curse of La Llorona. I am thinking of The Curse of La Llorona. I'm mixing up yeah. the location of the Shutter movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it, it was a hot mess. It was, yeah, okay. And again, you have you have this company that has committed to doing um, this universe in which they're going to shoehorn in a nun and make up obstacles and demons and heart pills, but they can't make up a couple of roles for brown people. Yeah, you can I, you can force a spinoff nobody asked for out of the nun, <laughs> but you can't be like, could somebody with actual well, lines be black next time? But you, you could also like, let's be real. You could also say like the Conjuring Three. You'd be like, we're making and yeah, they're based off real cases, but you're making a lot of stuff up. You could say, here's this lone case, and guess what? The whole family was just a normal black family. Yeah, you know, I'm meaning yeah. like we're not stereotyping this family when I yeah. I say that. And that's it. They're just people and characters, and we're telling the story around it. And, you know, uh, I do could see a, a comedy bit, though, of you have Ed Warren uh, having his uh, get out moment of with, um, you know, the I voted for Obama three times to oh, probably God. someone. Because yes. Ed Warren, just imagine, yes. imagine that in that movie, though. That would be hysterical. He'd break in his guitar to do another Elvis Presley and a big conversation. Yeah. <laughs> be like, be, you honestly, not? I kind of want to see it just for the fact that it would be really cringeworthy. Oh yeah. Uh, for if it were done that way. Yeah. No, I mean, um, like, it's it, there's cringeworthy things throughout because of the way they just, they just don't treat people who aren't white well in this franchise, which I'm tired of seeing because we've yeah. had that since movies began. So why are we still stuck here, especially I'm, when? <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with you on it, yeah. uh, and you have um. And right now you have a universe that's like this conjuring universe that's not going to stop. You have yeah. lanes. It's not like, like I keep saying, it's not like, it's not like you have this one little story where it's like, well, these are the, these were the people that were involved in it. No, you have, no. you've told us you could do whatever you want in this franchise. You were literally making shit up. Like even in this last Annabelle, the daughter couldn't have friends who were not white or a babysitter who was not no. white. It was like what the seven. It was the yeah. 70s. It wasn't like yeah. you're telling me a story from. Yeah. You know, they brought in the one kid from Love Victor and was like, he gets two scenes, make him work. And I was like, that's not, you, you could do more. You no, could do I, more. I, I love your passion on this topic and uh, yeah. just the, diff, the different voice from what I'm used to hearing on it. Uh, so, no, yeah. that was, Thank that's, you. it's, abs <laughs> yeah. No, on, on Flyover State of Film, we have a, a Heavily, it's more tongue in cheek. We have a heavily Puerto Rican member. Hi, Yusuf. He has the show. He'll go, What is Joe talking about? <laughs> but uh, no, I do appreciate you on this, uh, bringing this, this topic up. And because that, I mean, yeah. that is a glaring, a glaring thing when you're talking about what, like eight movies right now, nine movies. Yeah. And you asked me, and I struggled to remember the end, the end scene of one reporter and like someone in a classroom. I, again, I knew when they threw Alfre Woodard off of that balcony, we would never be improving this because you have access to Alfre Woodard, who has been an amazing actor for decades. And she's agreed to do your movie, which is beneath her, even if the script had been better, which it wasn't. <laughs> this movie's clearly beneath her. It's, it's not going to be. Yeah. And you're just like, sacrifice yourself. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, what is your damage? Like, <laughs> what it I. <laughs> You have Alfred Woodard, and this is what you choose to do. Yeah, it, it's Hollywood. They make bad decisions. And at the same time, it's like, you know, you have James Wan, who's a Japanese. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to co-sign because I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm going to look that up. But I'm saying you have James Wan, who mm-hmm. I could tell you, you know, you could tell, like, at least in the first one, like, there's somewhat of maybe a little they're trying to add in diverse with, like, some Two of the roles. crew. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I'm not saying it. He is, oh, well, he's Australian, so that doesn't answer my question. Yeah, I, I've um, actually never seen him now that we're talking about it. Oh, no, he's I, he's of Asian descent. Yeah. He's Chinese. Yeah. Okay, Malaysian Chinese. So, All right. Um, no, I just, because I know that, and I, I know a decent amount of James Wan, and so I'm like, you... you it's not like you have a white filmmaker reason why I bring up his race um, and while we're talking about race, but yeah, no, because so that, that's a great point to bring up um, about I, this franchise. It's not all kill, good. I would kill to know what those conversations are like. If he actually goes, could we try this time? And if they're saying no, or if he's just like, this is the way you want your movie. And I'm just trying to get through this. So I can get back. That to might be Aquaman. true too. I need to know. <laughs> I'm sure, you know what? I'm sure now James Wan for the from because I think he only directed one. The first one. I don't think he directed the second one. Who did the second one? Am I but I'm sure now, while uh, while I look that up, I'm sure now like he it's kind of like, you know, with James Cameron with all the Terminator movies. Oh, they're all oh. great. And signs off and collects his paycheck. Or like, you know, yep. Steven Spielberg produced the Transformers movies. Like and so they yeah. were all great. We we know they're not. James, I mean, I'm a Mortal Kombat nerd, so I liked one. it. But he did the second one. I thought okay. so I liked the second one, and I was like, yeah. that feels like James Wan was there. <laughs> I need to revisit the second one. I I I have one and three really fresh in my head. I, um, I feel like I feel like the first and second one are the reasons why this franchise will keep taking my money, even though they keep proving they don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> But you also like horror. You also like horror too, and I do like the Lane. I do like the not Lane. The Lane's wrong word. I, I do think there's an avenue for this type of horror in our life, right? Like this popcorn. Um, it's scary, but it's a funhouse horror, right? Like this isn't. I, I kind of maybe except for the first one, like so that does sit with me. Um, but. It's not like, hey, go watch Hereditary, and then you're, I mean, like, I'm going to go think of Hereditary for yeah. a week, or, uh, uh, God, what's that recent one they had? Uh, the Lodge, right? It's oh, not like, God, yeah. just like really heady, like, it's our nice pop, The Conjuring is now, or Universe, it's our nice popcorn horror, they're going to be yeah. dumb. Like, you and I yeah. just had a, I think, a, I think we did have a really good discussion on, like, race in these movies. And they should be doing better to that. But, you know, they, they just need to be called out that popcorn can be that. Yeah, literally. Because when I think popcorn movies and blockbusters, I didn't hate as a child because I was a pretentious child. So blockbuster movies were not for me. Oh, see, Summer, I'm like, yeah. give me the screams. Give me the, one of my favorites I is Urban screams. Legends. Yeah. No, but when I think like the blockbuster, I think like um the big budget, like, Independence Day. That's what I did. Oh, okay. Think. But I was like, Will Smith is here, and so is Vivica Fox. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and I think I think those summer like blockbusters where it's like the Transformers gonna dance for you, and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> yes, I don't need that's, this. 
that's fair. I, I guess blockbuster horror is like yeah. this, it's, right? It would be this, definitely. Because this is, and, it, it masquerades elevated horror. Elevated horror, I hate that yeah. phrase, but it's like Hereditary and The Witch and all of those. Sure. Um, it, it masquerades as that, but also it's like, here's the CGI cricket man. Um, so mm-hmm. this dog's going to like transform for you real quick. Ha! Okay, yeah. back to our love story. We're going to also shoehorn in. This, so, is the, this, is, this is the series that, I mean, it's some more similar age uh, that, um, you know, the, the saws were growing up and then the paranormals became, they were the Friday night, you go to the movie theater, mm-hmm. the theater's filled with 13-year-olds that got in and they're going to scream at certain points and they're going to go home. Some are going to be scared and most are going to sleep and forget about it. I feel like that's these movies yeah. today. Yeah. And there's an avenue for that. But as you pointed out, do better in your casting and have more have more voices because you have it they don't have to be reserved for your art house horror films listen (laughs) (laughs) no i know i'm just reiterating what you're saying i'm not uh yeah i'm agree (laughs) i'm not having um you know this someone's gonna listen to this and go just said that um No, but it, it's true, especially because, unfortunately, we know most horror fans will not uh, engage with black horror films, yeah. which is oh, why I've nobody's seen, seen Tales from the Hood. I was just going to say, I've seen you tweet Tales from the Hood. I've seen Tales from the Hood. Thank you. Thank you. It's phenomenal. I also, you. I also love, love um, anthology horror uh, more than any other horror. So Tales from the Hood and yeah. is... Uh, watch tales from the hood whoever's listening watch tales from the hood um and there there's more other uh you know uh people of color horror movies besides get out and Candyman. (laughs) his house came out last october on netflix we all have netflix and we've all been at home yeah i gotta watch it it's on netflix and it is fucking fantastic but people are like oh i was busy and i'm like write that down You've been in a pandemic for a year. No, I, I, uh, so I, I, like I said, I follow you on Twitter and I see you going through, like you go through the, uh, the shutter, you know, catalog and all this. I'm like lazy and I'm like, well, like I said, I have like yesterday, oh, I've seen Child's Play 3, watched it. I need to, or like my, my junk horror where it's, you know, I watched When a Stranger Calls the remake yesterday because I hate myself. (laughs) I still say the original, the opening, the opening is terrified, and then they ruin it by leaving that house. And I'm like, I don't want to know where she goes later in life. I want to stay here with the creepiness. My dad and he, he, my mom always says, so he doesn't get scared of the movie growing up, blah, blah, blah. But she always goes, oh, there was one. He screamed in the theaters when he was laying in bed next to her when they were dating probably in the late 70s. And so I always think of that when but I remember I rented it when this it was 2004 I think that movie came out I rented the remake which is all in the house it's not a good movie yeah. I remember no. I rented the original because my dad was like you gotta see the original I remember thinking that it's like really scary 20 minutes and the rest is a really boring detective movie from the 70s yeah, yeah. no like everything everything after they get her out of that house i do not need because the scariest part is her being screwed with and then him being like have you checked on the kids mm-hmm. someone's upstairs and no one is coming from inside the house 
And that is what is terrifying because we all have that home invasion fear on top of our religious fear. Like that's another one. Like I, I can't. We talk about music watch at night or whenever. I can't watch like The Strangers at night. Can't I? And I love it. And I love it. I love that movie. And I love that soundtrack because I'm a weirdo. So I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's so melodic. And then she went on to marry Eddie Sandberg. So she's winning at life in many ways. Sure. <laughs> I want, um, yeah, my, my wife, I just heard her come in. She's been out of town for two days. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch these things. I have no one home. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, just back, running it back, uh, conjuring any other things we've missed while talking about the whole franchise or even the first one. And, you know, would you recommend the first one? Would recommend conjuring and conjuring two and i would recommend annabelle creation everything after that you're on your own and annabelle you're on your own everything you just said i agree with yeah um any any yeah so i'll I'll leave it out there um where can the people find you um you can find my podcast a nightmare on fierce street on twitter and instagram at a nightmare fierce and then facebook a nightmare on fierce street um, my personal stuff, you can find me at M-I-S-S-S-H-A-R-A-I. Um, and that's Miss Sheree, Twitter and Instagram. And that's where you can see me watching things and complaining or enjoying them, depending on the movie. She, she writes really good articles. Thank you. I've read, I've read a few. They're very well written. Um, so yeah, please do. And, uh, you know, uh, stay frightful, everyone. I'm still working on this sign off. So uh, I'm still changing mine every other drink. So it's fine. Yeah, I've, I've changed it. This is the probably newer one, or we'll try another one. Uh, it's a, it's today's too great to be terrifying. That's terrible. Have a good one, everyone. This is Flyover State of Fear. Bye. Welcome to Flyover State of Fear. <laughs>